Reporting is Eligible is proudly supported by Appleton Coffee Company. They're a small local roaster in Appleton, Wisconsin, and I make a pot of their Packerland breakfast blend just about every morning. I also have a very large bag of the barrel-aged coffee that I enjoy on the weekends. If you go to appletoncoffee.com and use code RAE at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% and you will support the show. Once again, that's appletoncoffee.com, code RAE at checkout. Hey everybody, welcome to Reporting is Eligible. We just beat the Bears, uh, for the second time, which is nice. Um, I have had just the weirdest day ever on Earth, uh, and I won't get into all the details of it because some of it involves work, but uh, it's very cold in my basement right now because there's a window open, and I'll, I'll leave that at that. Um, <laughs> so anyway, to help me go over the uh, the Bears game and to break down, well, the bye, I guess, <laughs> in Urban Wauwato, so we have... Hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, trending sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Paul, I want to lend a little bit of insight into your issues. It involves the Sears Tower. It involves a exercise bike going through a window. Yeah, yeah. And it involves a, a an inter-office sort of uh, rivalry is the wrong word. And an inter-office like sort of sort of resentment. Yeah. So I know you're not going to talk about all that stuff, nope. but I just want to say that it's super interesting. A little bit. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, and uh and, and so unrelated to that, I'm a little concerned because we haven't talked about what we're going to talk about on the buy edition of this episode. We always have something fun. And here we are at the end of the season because this buy is super old and or super, super old, super late in the year. Uh, we have not we have not discussed this. So we, we need to get our stuff together. We need to know what we're going to talk about next week, Paul. I'm, I'm very concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I have not even put any thought into funsies yet other than I am. Uh, I'm I'm writing a game for Acme Packing Company. It's it's done except for editing, but that's not podcast related. That's just me yep. writing related. Um, and uh, Matt helped make a picture, so appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we got to come up with something that's actually funsies. So I will, uh, I'll take I'll take suggestions. I'll I'll take even even Patreon and Twitter suggestions. If anybody wants to hear anything goofy, let me know. Um, we'll we'll make it a topic. But uh, I'll have to. Ch- I actually have a list I keep. Um, of uh, of, of off week topics for baseball and football. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm getting low, so okay. we could just sort of recite like more point, more points ninety nine. <laughs> I I think I almost said more porn ninety nine, which yeah. <laughs> which would be a completely different. That's not a I think podcast medium, and I'm but, Matt, uh, but you can call <laughs> me. <so. laughs> Someone has entered the chat. Thank you, Matt. Yes. Oh God! I, I think we did. We did trivia last time, right? That's what that yes, was. It was. It was. We did the the lightning round when I forgot. Bj Raji had an interception. That's right. <laughs> mm. So we kind of shot that shot. We've done so, parody songs. It, we, we, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. In other annual news, uh, the domain renewal for fartmcduty.xyz is coming up, and they will not allow me to renew it. What? Why not? Uh, the domain company is going out of business. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I thought they were legitimately saying that it's beneath you. Yeah. You're too no, childish. Said, it's. I got an email that was like, due to issues with like the Republic Bank of India. Like, <laughs> hard hard to like, argue oh. with that. I was like, okay. That's... I love the story where the Republic Bank of India brings Fart McDuty to its knees. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, it, it, the the hits on the website were actually pretty high up. 
in the beginning and have but then again i've stopped linking to it on social media and whatnot yeah that's really really for the best yeah it is speaking of really 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 sucks the chicago bears again lose to the green bay packers uh a tradition unlike any other they say it's the masters but it's actually this masters with much worse weather my my favorite thing about this week so far is uh the like one bears fan i and i'm i'm i should rephrase multiple singular bears fans have held three opinions all at the same time uh one justin fields is the future based on this game and his two interceptions uh two he's going to terrorize the packers for the next 15 years i think is the general consensus of bears twitter and three the packers have no right to uh celebrate this win because the bears are trash so like pick one i think but, okay i don't think those are completely um mutually exclusive opinions because justin fields isn't the whole team and the whole team is trash there's like barely any nfl players on this team they were all traded away or hurt and, and fair enough he I, I actually think he had a good game uh, especially while he was still playing in the structure of the offense and i also think they told him not to run after the touchdown like uh, i think that they wanted he's he has a hurt shoulder he missed last week i don't think they wanted to expose him to any more hits and i think they told him to work on your passing and you know he's i think it was a practice game for him in the second half and that's one of the reasons they lost i'm surprised they had him running at all in the first place and maybe maybe they didn't maybe that was on his own but it sure seemed like that would have been the prudent thing to do like let him run through passing reps losses don't hurt you right now just just don't just don't get injured worse so yeah he gets that running touchdown and it's cool it's like wow they're actually gonna let him run and then yeah they shut that right down my favorite part of the week was looking up how many passing touchdowns justin fields has because every year i spend some time looking up if the current bear quarterback is going to break the bears passing touchdown record single season touchdown record because the bears single season passing touchdown record is 29 (laughs) held by eric kramer (laughs) that's all time by the way not super bowl era um so going back as far as the bears go back uh but no justin fields only has 13 passing touchdowns and only five games left so that's not happening this year. Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> Christian Watson's going to wind up with more touchdowns than Justin Fields has passing this year. It's going to be wild stuff. There's there's a decent chance. What's the what's the Bears record for total touchdowns? Oh, I didn't look that up. It's actually really hard to parse passing touchdowns plus uh, rushing and receiving touchdowns. Like uh, reference does not offer an easy way to combine them. And I wasn't in. I actually thought about doing that because I was going to check some other stuff. But I did. I was not in the mood for the Excel work that it required to do it, so I did not. I was gonna say because there's probably some like 30s era Bears quarterback that ran for a bunch. There was. It's like it's actually like the ninth. The guy who has the ninth most passing touchdowns for the Bears had like a ridiculous rushing touchdown season or two. Too. Hmm. A Tobin so Rotesque about, season. <laughs> let's talk about the Packers. So uh, we could start with their rushing <clears throat> a little bit. Because uh, I thought it was an interesting game for Aaron Jones. He looked okay at times, but uh, obviously he he was coming off a game where he left he left last week with an injury, came back, but maybe maybe he wasn't one hundred percent. And AJ Dillon looked really really good. Yeah. So they yes, they've had this ability to have one guy. You know, maybe they I don't know if they've had many games where both of them have been great at the same time, or at least very good at the same time. But they've always had one of them clicking, and uh, 
So so it seems convenient that right now AJ Dillon seems to have picked it up. Yeah, I think Jones needs the buy, and this will help. I was going to say they should sit him if they had a game, but they don't. Um, he was already hurt, and he got tack- tackled super awkwardly like twice in this game. That one where he got bent over backwards with his toes pinned on the ground, I thought he was going to blow out a knee. Thankfully, he didn't. Mm. But uh, you know, Patrick Taylor ended up playing a little bit in the second half of this game, and uh, that's a that's as much of a sign as any that Aaron needed some some break he he also got tackled in that same way that hurt aj dillon a few weeks back yeah yeah he did where he was stiff arming someone who then like tried to give him a flying uh leg lock yeah not a not a good way to tackle Uh, very annoying Mm -hmm. but aj was good aj seems to be getting stronger as the season goes on so that's that's something that's good they're getting outside more too he's getting more of the jonesy type runs which work better for the packers than power up the middle that's it's not a good way for them to go. They're all their linemen weigh two hundred and eighty pounds. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay, but like Zach Tom actually sealing the edge at left tackle weighing two hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, he's good outside when he gets to move. He's just bad like going straight forward. That's all. Did you did you see Myers on his absolute whiff? He got his one every week. Uh yeah, I did see it. I it, it went out of my mind so quickly. I'm just mad that I think Creed it was, Humphrey's not on the team. Well, I think it was AJ Dillon's touchdown. When Myers, it was. Shot. You're right. He had a clean shot on on 57, which I believe is that guy from Wisconsin, isn't it? That is Sanborn. Yes, Scantron. What's his name? <laughs> Sanborn. Sanborn. That's Undrafted it. free agent out of Wisconsin, holding his own, baby. He's good. He's really good. Wish we had him, and we could have, but we don't. <laughs> it's true. But, but uh, yeah, so uh, Myers absolutely whiffed on him. It was it was kind of funny. It couldn't have been any worse than Aaron Rodgers' pass to was that Randall Cobb? It was Randall Cobb. What was an inexplicably horrid throw that w- that honestly I don't think I'll ever forget it. I, I will never forget it. it was, uh, maybe one of the worst throws of his entire career, just uh, for degree of difficulty and. Oh, degree I can't of failure. imagine there's a wor- there, there can't be a worse throw than that one in his career. <laughs> there's no way. And it's not like you can blame a miscommunication because Randall Cobb wasn't this boy. Running. It was out of bounds too. Like you, there was no place for Randall Cobb to run to where he could have caught the ball. It was ten feet over his head and out of bounds. So it was just, mm-hmm. oh, just a weirdly bad throw. Well, did you see when like Rogers and Cobb were looking at each other and Rogers just kind of shrugged? Yep. Like, like what the hell was that, man? <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the bad throw doesn't end up haunting them because they they end up getting the first down. That was late in the game and the Packers are kind of humming along and. They had to rally like, you know, it feels like a comfortable win, but it wasn't a comfortable win. They needed to really kind of like circle the wagons as the game went on and they end up, you know, taking the lead on a wobbly field goal, which is not a given because the wind was swirling. So every kick was an adventure. Most of them went through, although the Packers special teams blocked one, which yeah. I think you could Kenny. give special teams some credit in the in the whole in the whole win overall. Okay, so who who was it that blocked it? Because my timeline said like six Dean different people. Lowry. Dean it was Lowry. Dean Lowry. It was okay, Dean Lowry, I- really? Yeah, Dean Lowry said that he uh, he had the pain in his hand to prove it oh, okay. after okay. the game. So, so I, I saw Kenny, I saw TJ Slayton, and I saw Dean Lowry. Yeah, I thought Kenny got it. Okay. Good for Dean Lowry. Probably his best player of the year. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh so uh so it was not a done deal, but uh but the Packers, you know, they got the they got things moving a little bit lately. Um you know, you were talking about the offensive line. You talked about Zach Tom a little bit, but but you're saying like overall you think what you've seen this team is just better when they're pulling and stuff and not, you know, that straightforward power stuff isn't working for, for the bodies that they have. Yes, they definitely are. And I think they've realized it. Um, I, I, they had a lot of just straight power out of RPOs until this week. And a, a lot of their runs this week, especially with Dylan were 
um, were funky stuff, were pulling guards and, and traps and things like that, which they're much better at. Like, those guys can move. Like, all the Packard linemen, uh, all, they're all, you know, varying degrees of high-raz guys, except for Josh Myers. Um, but, like, they're be- <laughs> they're best when they're in motion and able to actually, like, run and get, you know, set guys up with their feet. When they're just going forward, that's just power on power, and that's not what they're built for. Like, they're built to move. They're They're built to be athletes, and they're not hogs. So... Um, I think that they're starting to actually turn that into a solid game plan. That was nice to see. One of the highlights of the game, actually. Hmm. Yeah, especially without Bakhtiari, you figure they might be struggling a little bit. But, uh, I think but it, they, that, he's actually... That's the, why they did it. Yeah, that's why they did it. He actually is a horse. But Yosh, you know, yo, still screwing that up. Yash Nyman out there is not a big, heavy guy. He is a, a, a guy who can move. He And like that's his bread and butter. He and Tom are basically just like fast, big guys... But not that big. And that's what they are best at. So that's the, are, that's what they do. are. Uh, tight ends on They're, a bulking. Deck. That is exactly what they are. So, so can we? I guess we have to address Bakhtiari real quick. Uh, appendectomy. He, he was out because of an emergency <laughs> appendectomy. <laughs> it's a new one, at least. So I, I looked into. This is the first time I've ever actually been curious as to the appendix as an organ. Okay. Um, because I was like, well, Bakhtiari is not a very big dude. Like, does this surgery often cause weight loss? And some people do have trouble eating coming back from an appendectomy. But did you know that the appendix is only the size of an earthworm? Yeah, it's tiny. I didn't know that. Oh, I, I didn't it was, know it was that small. I thought it was like the size of a fist. It's it's your fin- It's your pinky finger. If it was the size of a fist, it would kill way more people when it ruptured. That's the big secret of the appendix, yes. Well, my, my best friend Chaz survived a ruptured appendix. And like no one believed him. Jeez, <laughs> my uh, my sister just had an emergency appendectomy early this year, and I've been paranoid ever since yep. because my sister is just a couple years younger than me. She's thirty eight years old. That's kind of late late action for your appendix to uh, decide all of a sudden that uh, that it's ready to be. Uh, you know, it's 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 ready for ready for removal. And uh, so now I've been paranoid. Every time I feel pain on my left side, I'm thinking, Oh my god, it's the appendix. <laughs> I do the no, same thing because I ignore things for too long when they're wrong with me. And like that one always gets me like, if I ignore this, I'll die. So uh, yep. pay special attention to it. And you probably won't die. Probably not. You probably, probably not. won't. But it's there's, it's a, there's a good chance you won't. Yeah. I, I had pain on my left side once. I went to the doctor. It turns out it was diverticulitis, which I thought only old people could get. But nope. Mm. Well, speaking of live for the moment because you're going to die soon anyway uh Aaron Rodgers on third and fourth down guys eat Arby's <laughs> dude he why does he, he keep th- doing this he is the king of YOLO you know I I this is a comparison that Aaron Rodgers would personally hate but it was really interesting watching Monday Night Football when Tom Brady led that comeback for the Buccaneers and just I was really struck in crunch time how on time he is with everything he does Everything is calculated. Everything is cool and chill. And yeah, he's not perfect. And yeah, he's not taking risks and hitting 50-yard bombs down the field. That's not happening. But everything is moving. It's constant motion. And it and it works. I and Aaron Rodgers is not like that at all. The way I think about Tom Brady is that you, you basically can't stop him from completing a four-yard pass. Like, a, a receiver can be as covered as possible. And it's just like if you're in front of him, he'll throw it just a little behind him, and he'll catch it. And if you are mm-hmm. too inside leverage, he'll throw it outside leverage perfectly, and the guy will catch it. Like that's what Tom Brady does, and that's why they pick up first downs all the mm-hmm. time in these situations because Tom Brady doesn't throw 
30-yard bombs on fourth and one. That is a stupid thing to do, and he doesn't. Well, that's do. because we have Aaron Rex Grossman Rodgers. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Dude Dude is just it's dude, a, it can't wait to throw it long. It's another one of, of him being a sucker. Like That's what it is. It, it's defenses realizing that this is a turnover play, and if we, if we show him this defense, he will throw it deep, which maybe will burn us, but is like a 30% play if you throw a bomb. Like, and in completion, we get the ball, and if it's completion, uh, you know, whatever, oh well, we tried. But like, that's what it is. He's making the correct call, like he always does, but it's not really the correct call. It's, it, it is what the defense wants him to do. It's super annoying. I'm extra annoyed because I tweeted that this was stupid on Twitter, and I had a bunch of people who like Aaron Rodgers' political views show up on my mentions and say, "Oh, <laughs> you you know better than a three-time MVP." Like, and, and I mean, I'm just me, so isn't it, it four-time MVP? I don't care. And in this four-time four-time MVP, <laughs> it, and I'm like, in this instance, yes, I do know better than Aaron Rodgers. I absolutely do. He is wrong here. <laughs> hey. Can, can I speak on the subject of Aaron Rodgers' crappy political opinions briefly? Sure. It's it's only tangential. Yep. Um, are you guys aware of who the Liver King is? Nope. Sounds like not an interesting thing to me. Uh, Liver King <laughs> is a he's a he's a dude who sells supplements under the guise of like the nine ancestral tenants. Like basically, eat raw liver and you can look super jacked. Oh, he's on steroids, right? Yeah, he just got outed as being on steroids. But everybody um, knew he did was you on just... steroids, right? What? Did Wait, you just drop a nine ancestral tenants? Like we're supposed to know what the hell that is? He did. Yeah, yes, it, it, but do you it, want him to explain it? I was just gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know I the nine ancestral tenants. Okay. They're dumb. But anyway, um, so the guy who outed him was on the uh, the Bro Jogan podcast, uh-huh. and they were making fun of the Liver King in the exact same way that I make fun of Aaron Rodgers. They said that he's a guy who doesn't hang out with people smarter than him and constantly thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. And so he says stupid cornball things and no one ever calls him on it. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, I use those exact words to describe Aaron Rodgers. It's very, very common. It, it's not just a Rodgers phenomenon either. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, I don't know why he ever needs to throw the ball downfield when he could just give a sweep to Christian Watson and that's like 30 yards yeah. right there. It works very, very well. <laughs> okay, so... When the Packers were up one point, I said in the Acme Packing Company Slack chat that Rodgers was going to go for a touchdown for the sneaky backdoor cover, and not two minutes later was the jet sweep to, <laughs> to Christian Watson. It was such a good jet sweep. Uh, oh, really? Well, it was actually it was the same look that they gave earlier on. Uh, God, what was? Didn't it? they pitch it back to Jones? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, they did like jet motion and and uh, um, Watson drew man coverage and. I thought it was a, maybe a, a, a short pass or something, but yeah, yeah, it they it was a play that they had run earlier. Except this time they handed it off. Um, how how special are we talking, Christian Watson? Because he's he's on a he's on a heater right now. Mm-hmm. I I feel like we're everybody's <laughs> really excited to crown him a hall the next Packers Hall of Famer. <laughs> but he he's doing things that like uh, man, it's they're, real they're good. It's really good. He's real. So, he's real. Good. First of all, uh, uh, big props to the outfit he showed up. To the stadium in which was um phenomenal uh the kind of outfit you want your receiver wearing where you just look like the coolest person in the world um <laughs> second that the jet sweep was the fastest play of the season for any player in the nfl he reached 21.72 miles per hour on that jet sweep oh uh, so he he unseated deshaun jackson he actually running tied deshaun jackson tied Desha- okay but he did it while carrying the ball as opposed to deshaun jackson who did it running around Deshaun Jackson is also 
what, 5'10", 185 pounds. And he's also 185 years old. And Yeah, that's true. He's very old. <laughs> but Christian Watson is a large person. Uh, Christian is, Watson also leads the league in percentage of touches where he runs over 20 miles per hour. Um, he is super duper special. Such a weird stat. You know, Next Gen Stats has a lot of useful information on it, and most of it's been developed in big data bowls for the last several years. But the first stats they had were just speed stats of how fast guys were running on the field. Uh, and I would like check it out like every six months to be like, oh, maybe there's something good here. Like, nope, it's just how fast Frank Gore is. I do not care. <laughs> how fast is Frank Gore? Could not, Frank Gore beat a golf cart in no, a foot race? he could not. Um, I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad they've made next-gen stats better. But yeah, they still track speed. So um, he's, he's incredible. I think they have a super special superstar on their hands. I, um, he, he knows how to run routes now. The only problem is the hands, and they're getting better every week. This is going to be good. This is going to be, uh, uh, maybe, you know, get, don't want to crown him a Hall of Famer, but uh, he looks just like a different player. He looks like he's playing a different sport when the, with the balls in his hands. He makes everybody look slow. Like He makes professional secondary <laughs> members look just like they're in molasses. I had I had a guy in my mentions during the game. He's like, I am live. I'm here live, and Watson is open every single he is, play. He's always open. He, uh, he's now he's not just like DYAR. You wrote this here in the rundown. I don't want to pretend like I have the leaderboard up, and I, <laughs> I I am not as good at this as you are. But you're saying he's now one spot below Alan Lazard, who's who's 25th in the NFL in DYAR, which is a cumulative stat. It's like war in that regard. Yep. So. <laughs> that means that Watson's overall season output is basically right on par with what Lazard has done. And Lazard has been clicking and effective, or I should say, just been on the field all season. Is that an indictment on Lazard? Like, that's really good. But is it should we be concerned that Lazard has kind of disappeared from the, you know, the line? No, it just it means that Christian Watson is a deep threat. And Lazard is a is a 10 yard guy. Yeah. And it's not really an indictment of Lazard either, because um that he is still good that 25th is actually quite good for dyar yeah yeah um so it's uh it's definitely a a praise of watson for doing that much damage in his limited snaps lazard's actually had a good season with more pressure on him uh without Devonte there um it's just that you know he's not he's not the star he's a second fiddle the star is creeping up on him and will pass him in two weeks he's, he should go to the pro bowl i mean go to the pro bowl is a kind of a misnomer now but uh, he should be selected as a pro bowler here in that is correct he should attend the fake do you, pro bowl. do you think he'll be selected as a pro bowler having missed like literally half the season i mean it, it, yeah, it requires him to continue rolling up stats here in the last four weeks <clears throat> last four games i do think he will well, it's, it's all we'll see how he does before the all-star break first of all like eight million people make the pro bowl uh, maybe that won't be <laughs> true anymore because it's not real anymore people won't pull out of it anymore so but he, he still so, will it's a popularity contest still i was giving i was giving crap to a buddy of mine who's a bears fan uh where he was talking about how justin Fields should be a pro bowl quarterback this year and i was like bears first round quarterbacks and pro bowls man they, they go together like lamb and tuna fish and then i realized that the bears actually have like nine first round pro bowl quarterback i was just gonna say like tons of bears <laughs> quarterbacks have made the pro bowl mitch trubisky definitely did mitch trubisky did um before sexy that, rexy he had to have made it he didn't he did not make a pro bowl oh wow That's um, but, but before that uh technically um harbaugh made made a, a pro bowl but he did it as a cult as a cult yeah i remember but he was season. still the bears first round pick yeah um jim mcmahon and then a bunch of dudes 
from the black and white era. <laughs> well, Sid Luckman, I'm sure. Although I have Sid no idea where Luckman, Luckman was drafted. Made a, made a bergillion Pro Bowl. So yeah, he was yeah. very, very good. Mike Tomzak, not a first round pick, but I wonder if he got in there at one point as like a no, probably not. <laughs> um, all right, what else do we need to to touch on from the offense? So we we did talk about Aaron Rodgers being due to butt cheeks already. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he did. was not good. He was bad. He had a rough game. I I think the thumb was bugging him a little bit in this game. I think th- that's probably responsible for some of the 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 questionable throws like he also one hopped to Guerra and while he hates Deguera, I do think he meant to get it to him um there there's yeah. some there's some hurt throws I think so oh my god Aaron Rodgers uh had a 58 percent completion percentage through for 182 yards yep. with an 85 passer rating yeah it was not that great. would be that was actually his uh third worst game of the season I mean brutal in, in he terms wasn't of good. Passer rating. that's why they had to come back mm-hmm uh, which is funny because uh, against the Eagles, he threw for 68%, 140 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 95 passer rating. W- did he throw it way less against the Eagles? Um, I don't have their stats up, but yes. I'm okay. so tired like, of passer rating. It passer just doesn't, sucks, yeah. doesn't work. I- I'm sorry. Okay, so for his, his, his uh, A-ya. Because <laughs> I don't think they have I don't think they have any A Okay, so uh his adjusted his adjusted yards gain per pass attempt yep. was better against Chicago than it was against Philly. That's weird, but whatever. According to that, his worst game of the season was against Detroit. All right. That's and the, then that, his second worst was against Minnesota. That checks out that Detroit game was awful. I guess the one thing I I did want to mention is every game, every Packer game where they kind of have choked away losses early in the season seems to have a moment where it was just bizarre and had it gone their way, they maybe would have won it. And I feel like we almost had that with the Dylan fall down, don't get touched, uh, get up, pick up the first down, but you know, it's blown dead. Um, that, that could have cost them a lot and should have been reviewed. And I don't know why it so, wasn't. Yes, it can be reviewed, but if I recall correctly, if a, if a official blows it dead early, you can't review it. I think you can review it. You just can't advance. You can't the ball. advance the ball. Okay. So, it, like, if uh, that's why they they tend to let guys like run away with incomplete passes and stuff, yeah. as if it's a fumble, just so they don't accidentally blow a dead play. So it but was that de- one it, was blown. That one was blown dead. So. All right, fair enough. Boo. All right, on the defensive side of the ball, as of t- Tuesday night when we're recording this, we now know that Badgers defensive coordinator Jim Leonard is not coming back following the bowl game we do know that <laughs> so uh I, I i bring that up only oh my god he just tweeted it. 15 minutes ago let me uh, tell you this is a story that i have been following very and, so uh, lame very closely so in case they wanted their first choice for defensive coordinator from a couple <laughs> years ago he's back baby he is available at the current current moment so jim uh, leonard enters the transfer portal oh yeah he's in the transfer portal i, I love it <laughs> did you guys see that tweet about like the five most populous cities in the United States. Absolutely so, not. So it was one is New York, two is LA, three is the transfer portal, uh-huh. four is Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. So, uh, but but the defense in this game, this is not like their worst performance. I thought the first half was kind of, ugh. yeah. but, uh, you know, Devondre Campbell was back. So that was good for the most part. They're back to being kind of healthy, you know, like they've got, mm-hmm. a, obviously Rashawn Gary's on IR. They got a couple guys, Stokes on IR, but uh, they're mostly you know, they're mostly healthy. Chris Barnes, I think, was a weird scratch for this game, like a healthy scratch, I think. With so, Campbell back, yeah. 
He's got yeah, it. so uh, I don't know. So like they, they, they okay. decided that McDuffie was more important than Chris Barnes. Yeah, which is true. Yeah, they're for right. special teams, but also yeah, he's a special and, teamer. But McDuffie yeah. weighs less than I do, and like, like I think the worst part of this game is that Justin Fields gets sacked like six times a game, and in this game he got sacked zero times. That's yeah, the biggest that's indictment of the defense. Um, part of that, and was, he wasn't using his legs in the second half. He was like. <laughs> So Rashawn Gary, MVP. No kidding. Fields was getting it out quickly in the second half, I think also on purpose, uh, and also why they struggled a little bit in the second half. But uh, yeah, it's not a great it's not a great showing. You figure Enigbari should get one or two there. Um, and Kenny Clark was blowing stuff up at the middle too. But uh, yeah, not a great pass rushing performance, and that's where they, I think, fell flat a little bit in terms of being able to defend the pass. And Jair got burnt a couple times, which I don't know if we would see that under normal circumstances, but of course he so, has the big um, interception. Both times Jair got burnt, it was him getting greedy. It was. It was him coming at the line. Yep. Yep. So, and and uh, then he then he made fun of EQ after the game, which don't do that when you got torched by him a couple times. Well, it's funny was like I'm surprised the Bears threw a comeback route to EQ, seeing as how Jair was doing nothing but jumping those. Like, like why not? Why not have him do a stop and go? Well, they did. They, they, um, well, they did, did. They did do that. A right, couple right. Times. What I'm and saying is, cooked so them. Nikhil well, Harry the, did that too. Yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is, the interception that essentially lost them the game was EQ on a comeback. Yeah. Like that. Ja- that is all. Jair was doing You're the right. whole game was jumping. Yeah. It wasn't a good throw though. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. E- well, according to former Packers legend JT O'Sullivan. It was a good throw, and that was 100% on EQ. But, <laughs> okay. All right. That's you're, wrong, not allowed to, you're not allowed to disagree with JT because he gets really mad on Twitter. And yeah, he does. That's, after you. He does do that. <laughs> EQ handled that very well, by the way. The uh, the shade that Jerry Alexander threw him after the game, he could have, uh, I think, probably not taken the road he took, and he was he was chill about it. He was which, chill. Uh, which props to that. that that's yeah. cool. I, I dig it. Mm-hmm. I think I would have at least been like score – well, not scoreboard, but stat line, like, Watch the film, yeah. baby. So – my, I'm equity St. Brown. I'm not an all pro. Like, look what I did to you, Jair Alexander. <laughs> Mr. So, the greatest up and coming cornerback in the NFL. Look what I did to you. I don't know. I don't remember the EQ catch off the top of my head. But oh God, my dog is behind me messing with hey, her. So, um, um, the the uh Nikhil Harry catch is burnt into my brain. Is it because Nikhil Harry sucks and that was the N- deep Not catch only of the does guy Nikhil sucks. Harry sucks, but he runs like a four five five. 40 yeah yeah and so jair went to jump the short route and then stared at justin and so Nikhil had turned around and gotten two full ass steps away from jair Mm -hmm. before he looked back yeah and so that is why he didn't close on the guy who runs a four five five because he had two full steps on a lot of Jair just doing what Jair wants in this game. A, a, a running theme now for a couple of weeks. Yeah, he's uh, he's freelancing at this yeah. point. Stats, stats over team. So uh, I, I maybe my best tweet of the game, uh, I just tweeted the words, ha ha Clinton Alexander. <laughs> 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 this was after his interception. <laughs> and it felt appropriate. Yeah. I mean, um, Devontae Wyatt played a little bit more in this game. Uh, and had and graded really well by PFF, right? That's right. Highest graded player on the team. Played really well, especially in the run. Got some pass rush too. They should Man, play. Let him. Devontae Wyatt eat. Let's go. I still. This is the biggest mystery because if they're not playing him for off the field reasons, 
like don't play him like punish him by benching him if he's being a scrub in practice or did something criminal or something uh but if he hasn't done any of those things uh, you need to play him he's a first round pick who pops every time he's on the field i don't i don't know what they're doing there it makes no sense uh it would be a good way to replace some lost production from gary to get additional pass rush up the middle and to stop running teams from running for eight yards a carry on you those would be all good things so I don't know what their deal is, but I would love some. I would like for somebody to ask the question of, "Hey, Devontae Wyatt has played well many weeks in a row. Do you think you're going to give him more snaps soon?" I would like that question. I see. I said this is why the Packers won't credential bloggers because we would ask questions like that and would just make them mad. Well, we would also ask it in a really assholeish way. You need to be. <laughs> I would say Devontae Wyatt has really popped on film, and he's showing a good PFF ranking. Is it possible that we'll see more snaps from him in the future? Yeah, nice work. Put on a tie, get a recorder, and report to uh, Lombardi. Have, Let's go. In. I, I have a Six Sigma green belt. I took lean training. I can speak the corporate speak. I know how to how to talk managerially, leverage my synergies and whatnot. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I'm sure, I, I highly doubt it's disciplinary. I mean, it, th- this would be a weird pattern over the course of the season for some sort of. I, I think they either they just don't trust him. There's some some aspect of the game that they feel isn't developed enough yet, and uh, I don't know what it is, man. Because seems like he's good on film. Yeah, Dean Lowry hasn't developed like any run stopping as of yet. So there's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the only thing that, that Dean Lowry is stopping is himself uh, and extra yeah. points. Let's not forget. Yeah, also that. He did. Special teams, man. Yep. JR, what was the quote that you said he had? Uh, it wasn't a quote. He just indicated that he had the pain in his hand to prove it. Like he definitely yeah. uh he definitely uh took 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 the brunt of the football. Or at least that's what he said to yeah. our reporters after the game. All right. So uh we've got offense defense. I don't know if there's any last thoughts before we kind of get into the playoff picture a little bit and, and kind of what to cheer for. We can do that. Oh my god, it is full on uh conspiracy theory pepe silvia uh levels of things that we need to go right to yeah, make the playoffs it's it's you're saying there's a chance territory it is it is in, in the most minute way they cannot be eliminated in the bye week which is amazing by the way it is it is you know what props to them congratulations yeah. the math is on their side and and <laughs> and, and god i think it's because best. washington also has a bye i believe if they were playing it would be mathematically possible no but... no no really? no because well so washington and the, and the giants are both in a place where like one more win for either one of them and we know that one of them will get a win yes. because they play each other and, and then like whoever who, basically two wins for either team does it or a win and a tie does it too another tie will also in addition to a win move, either one of those teams past them. So you're already behind the eight ball because one of those teams is going to get a win, but you need both of those things to happen for, for, uh, for the Packers to, to be clinched behind them. And then you also have Seattle, which is in a similar boat. So you basically need Seattle to lose all, like they can afford to win one more, one more game. Seattle needs to lose for their last five. Yeah. And also the giants or Washington loser needs to also just completely lose torpedo a lot. in the Fall last apart. four weeks of the season, yes. three weeks of the season. Yeah. So it's, it's highly, highly unlikely. <laughs> oh, and by the way, you also need to sneak past Detroit, but I think that would work itself out because for any of this we to work play out, them. the Packers. Yeah. Yes. The Packers would have to win out. They play them. The worst they can do is tie the way the tiebreakers are stacked. I don't think Detroit can actually pass them, but it isn't, that isn't a done deal either. That strength of victory is involved and that's very, yeah. you know, very malleable and stuff too. So I didn't put um, this on here, but don't they also have the same record as Atlanta? 
They do. Right now they own the tiebreaker over Atlanta. They do, okay. Uh and and I think that could change, but I don't I don't know that. I don't know for sure that it can change. I I I haven't even given much thought to Atlanta because like who cares? So much it's has Atlanta. to go right that I, I haven't even like considered that as a as a wild card. But but yeah. right now they have the tiebreaker over Atlanta. This so, is like full on Atlanta, by the way, has the uh the number one um rushing DVOA receiver. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked when it wasn't uh, when it wasn't Watson. Um, I'm who, sorry. Who is it? It's a. Uh, oh man, his his name is hard to pronounce. Uh, shouldn't oh have. no. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Anthony Schwartz is actually number one in rushing. Number one in low sample size because Christian Watson um, is. Oh shoot. Oh my! All my charts are failing me. Okay. Is it, is it, it the really short guy? No, it, it, it is the really short guy. It's Olamid Zacchaeus. Yeah. Okay. He was the answer on Weddle the other day, and it pissed me off. Okay. You guys ever play Weddle? No, it's like Wordle. It's it's like Wordle. It's Wordle, but it's yeah. You have but it's you have, you have okay. NFL yes, I, I see. I see. Love it, Weddle. Anyway, it's, I, it's I guess really my good. my point is Olamide Zacchaeus is secretly kind of good. That's all. Yeah, he's also he's basically uh, Trindon Holiday, like, but they're using him correctly. Yeah. Do you guys remember him? He's the guy that uh, Pat McAfee blew up on a punt return. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, no, this is like full on. Uh, basketball territory like when they're explaining the playoff picture for the beers and they're like okay well then they're gonna have to go against the north northwest division where they can play in a triple double header against miami like that's how the playoff picture is looking at this point it's, yeah you need seattle to lose a lot seattle's you I need think. the giants and the and the commanders to torpedo as well yeah you, you and, basically and need it, the eagles to run the table and seattle to lose a lot and that would what if well, what if Washington puts in Wentz? Why would they do that? Is it right. because Heineke broke? No, I'm saying Heineke's good. So, like, what if they put Wentz back in? Then they start losing really badly. I, I just don't I know don't, why Washington why would, you, would, would that. prefer. Because Washington's dumb? They're not dumb. Yeah, they're not that dumb. They benched, they benched Wentz for Heineke. I thought he was hurt. I don't, I don't think so. Is, is he? Yeah, I thought they, I thought they put Wentz down because he was hurt. Maybe initially, initially, yeah. They're, they're not Heineke's going. They're not going back. They know. They know. No, I mean they have a very good path to the to the to the playoffs. Yeah, like if they beat the, they, they really needed to not tie the Giants. But if they, if they beat them, they're absolutely in really good shape. Yeah. To to get that last they're gonna, playoff, they're going to make it. They're totally going to make spot it. Even. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's not, it's it's just not going to happen. Isn't there? But, there's a single scenario where the Packers actually get the sixth spot. I, I mean, it, yeah, it would require Seattle to lose out and the loser of the Giants commanders to also lose, lose out. out. Yep. That oh, no, it. that wouldn't even do it. You'd need you'd need the Giants. You need the Giants and the commanders. One of them, you know, they're going to win the head to head and then lose the rest of the games and Seattle lose the rest of the games and the Packers win out. And yeah, then they'll be the six. So all they need is let me think nine. 10, 11, 12, 13 outcomes to go their way. And I think I might even be shortchanging that. But if uh, if it all works out, yep, good good for them. Yeah. This is one of those things where it's like if you put $5 on a parlay, then yeah. you end up with $150,000. Yeah. You end up rich. <laughs> yep. And, of course, we just skirt past the fact that the Packers have to win a game in Miami to make any of this matter in the first place. Oh, yeah, they have to win out. Well, they have to beat Minnesota, which, granted, I don't know if that's that complicated, but that is a 10-2 team regardless of the nonsense that they have yeah. has allowed The Vikings them. aren't as good as their record, but they are good at beating the Packers. So yeah, they are. It's <laughs> all yeah, you need. The Packers' last win in Miami was the fake spike game. 
Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd, that could be. It's been, be the, it's been a while. Is that the last time they played them in yeah, Miami? I think it's the last time they played in Miami. So, sure. yeah. Um, I, I mean, it just also bears mentioning that the Packers haven't played an inspiring game once this season. Nope. You could maybe say the first Bears game was the only truly convincing win they've had. Everything is in overtime or gross, but technically <laughs> a win. So many gross wins. I mean, they yeah. went they went 18 points unanswered against the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't matter to much. They just don't. They're just not good. They are not, not a good football. It's team. not a good. It's not a good football. It's not team. a good football That's team. That's the fundamental problem with the Packers is they're not good. Yeah. All right, let's get to questions, yeah, shall let's we? Do it. Patreon, of course, patrons get question priority. Mark Putscarby always gets question priority. He's at the top of the list oh, again. Yeah. In the last four weeks, the Packers have two big fourth quarter comebacks. Does this dispel the notion that this team has no heart or that they have quit on the coaches? That's a good question. Quit on this question. <laughs> <laughs> um, it I kind of yeah. Uh, they were super f- fired up to come back on the Bears. They they seemed really into it, and um, I mean, I don't think that they aren't trying. I just think they're bad at a lot of things. <laughs> there there have been a couple times this year. Philadelphia coming comes to mind on defense where it just uh, I I realize they probably it's 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 a huge leap to say that any team has quit. It's it requires just. You know, I just don't think that happens hardly ever. Yeah. I know people think it happens all the time. I think it happens hardly ever. But there were times where it was like, seriously, you can't tackle anybody. You you guys are arm tackling every every on every down. There are times where it's like there there feels like there's something missing that might even be more than just scheme and talent. But it probably is just scheme and talent, really. Ninety five percent is that. At least we got Rudy Ford and Keyshawn Nixon. Rudy Ford, by the way, up to number one in PFF grading as a safety. No way. Yeah, overall. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> another another flash play from him. Nixon Nixon's awesome. I mean, even if Nixon like makes mistakes, he is a good time. And at this point, at this point in the season when you're five yeah. and eight, you respect good times. Rich Passaccia is the it, best GM on this team. I was gonna say if, if Nixon could stop doing his freaking Deshaun Jackson loaf of bread carry of the football, that would just make me just the happiest. Uh, clearly Joel Osment, how much draft capital, <laughs> how much draft capital is love worth right now? And is that number also worth a fifth year option? Has the reluctance to play him been some sort of long con conspiracy to drive down his market value and increase the likelihood he'll take a team friendly multi-year deal? No, no. If anything, um, not playing him has been to increase his market value because didn't, I... didn't Goot just say that they already made the decision on his fifth year option. He said that he has been on record as saying we would love to have him. We 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 would we would entertain that or whatever, but <laughs> it's we, it's know. Weasley. It's not yeah. until they actually exercise it. See, but I, I swear to God, it was this week he said something along the lines of like, "We've seen enough to make a decision on his fifth year option, whether he plays more or not." Even that's not saying they're going to exercise it. True, but <laughs> that's still Weasley. I I really think they're going to exercise it, and I mean, even though that is a financial commitment, I, I don't know if it's quite the bank breaker that you know to have a a quarterback who knows the system on the roster even as a backup i think has value enough I, but i'm not sure of that i, I don't know first rounders are you know expensive i don't know i think everything's on the table with him i think they'll exercise it um but they will entertain trades if they're out there uh, absolutely i think that that is the case and every g- good game he plays increases the odds both of him coming back and of getting traded <laughs> yeah ah uh. Devlin Sheehan, the quarterback situation, man, is you could bend yourself in 
all kinds of mental gymnastics trying to figure out what happens there. Devlin Sheehan, I have a team building question. Generally speaking, should a team invest more draft capital in offense or defense? For a long time, I thought it made sense to invest more on defense because you can get by on offense without a deep bench of blue chip talent, provided you have a good quarterback scheme and play caller. Since the 2012 draft, the Packers have spent 11 first-round picks and six second-round choices on defensive players. Their best DVOA rankings over that time were 8th in 2012, 9th in 2015. I'm trying to determine whether this lack of return on investment is a result of systemic ineptitude within the Packers organization or just bad luck. Well, all you have to do is look at the last couple drafts by Ted Thompson and go, that's why. Yeah, um, but to answer your question more specifically, uh, you should draft offense. Um, you should invest more draft capital in offense. And the reason for that is because you control offense. Defense uh, fluctuates a ton from year to year. It's not a good way to build consistent success. Uh, defense just is not something you can count on being there every year. Offense is. If you have a strong offense, you can dictate a lot. Uh, you can have a slightly less good defense. If you can play from ahead, uh, you can sacrifice some talent on the run game. If you can do that, if if you get behind it's a different story um but uh you get more bang for your buck on it absolutely on offense defense is shouldn't be an afterthought you need to be good at everything but uh draft capital goes further on the offensive side of the ball it does seem like go ahead matab oh i was gonna say also when you look at the packers picking in the first round during those years they're picking so close to the last pick of the first round that you're honestly picking second round talent at that point yeah true it does so, seem like, like this team cannot find defensive people in the draft. You know, there's just been so many misfires and the, the, the TJ Watt, Kevin King situation, like that's, that's, I mean, just imagine how this franchise changes. If people, if they do, if Ted Thompson does what people wanted them to do and they keep drafting these first rounders who are in many cases. Okay. Rashawn Garrett's good. Certainly better than good, but like, they, they, like he says in the question, they keep pumping resources into a defense, and it's not making the defense better. No, it's not. It mm. is really not. Yeah, like need to fix the coach there. I'm happy with Rashawn Gary now. Right, I was before he got hurt, but like Brian Burns was that guy from day one. Like he the was. guy that Rashawn, the point. guy that Rashawn Gary is now. Brian Burns has been since a rookie. Yeah, I don't like that's projects for that reason. Um, if you lose two years of development time, that's a mm-hmm. lot of time that you don't have good production. <laughs> yeah, especially with an aging quarterback. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing: the draft and develop doesn't necessarily work when you do have a limited window. Yeah, we've said this a few times, but we talk about fifth-year options. Like, yeah, okay, Rashawn Gary developed, and then you have to you have to know whether to, you have to pay him again, yep. right? You need you need those guys to be good early. <laughs> I agree with you, Matab, especially with with an aging quarterback like, you know, nobody, nobody's nobody's excited about year one of Jordan Love or year two of Jordan Love. You know, then get get guys now and worry about year three of Jordan Love yep. in year one of Jordan Love, you know. Or just right. draft Jalen Hurts instead. Mm, indeed. <laughs> PJ Wessel says, what are some of the best or worst bye week stories you've heard in the NFL that doesn't it doesn't have to be the Packers? I guess he means like scandals, bye week scandals or something. I mean, like that. for me, it's got to be the Giants in their playoff bye week, right? I don't know that story. The Giants all all went on a like a oh Odell Beckham cru- and stuff, yeah. yeah. Odell Beckham and a bunch of the Giants went on a cruise in Miami, huh. and then lost to the Packers the next week. So like varsity blues. Yes. Okay. I they, thought it was yes, they, they all went to they all went to a strip club and they met their English teacher. Was the, and then they lost to the Packers? Was the Vikings sex boat off season or was that a bye week? 
I believe that was off season. Okay. Also, love boat, Paul. All right, please. whatever. Please. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I truthfully don't know of any that are that are super exotic or super weird. I, I know NFL teams are dreading them because not dreading them for the for the benefit of their the health of their football team, but dreading them for like they don't have control over the players for X number of days. Well, they I don't know where they this, are. Uh, H.A. Dillon is using this time to stream on Twitch. So he's, <laughs> he's doing pretty well for us. Yeah, that's the thing. Most of these guys have been like trained athletes their whole lives. Everything has been about the sport they play. They they are boring. They only think about football and video games, right? Like most of these guys are not. I, I realize that's na- a little naive to say that there's going to be some people right now who are out, out clubbing somewhere and whatever. But like most <laughs> of these guys are boring. Oh, oh, families. oh, oh, oh. oh. Sex boat bye week, October sixth, two thousand five. It was the bye week. Okay, yep. so there you go. So the the Minneapolis love boat scandal. So that's the answer. <laughs> best best bye week story. That's a really good way to spend a bye week. It and is. I will go to my grave defending that as such. No, the I'm funny, not serious. Like, li- literally having a, a a sex boat party on Lake Minnetonka is just hilarious as a concept. Like it is a it com- really it's is. a comedy sketch. It, it's it's insane. truly special. I mean, I, I I can't hear the words Lake Minnetonka without thinking about the Dave Chappelle sketch about Prince. <laughs> Why don't you cleanse yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka? Game. Fred Smooth. Fred Smooth, uh, the organizer. Uh, JD asks, Keyshawn Nixon now the top offseason in-house re-signed to get done just behind Rashawn Gary, question mark? I would say Rudy Ford over Keyshawn Nixon, but... I guess I am in a, like, I'm feeling like Rasul Douglas isn't isn't bad. He's fine. But I don't know, like, I'm not in a hurry to sign the one-year wonders just yet. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm still, it's, I, I don't know if I'm, like, gun-shy about it, but... Mm, I, well, I think that's fair. Um, I, I also wouldn't dump a whole bunch of money. In, like, it's not the time for that. You know, if you're trying to get over the top and right. lightning in a bottle, that's fine. That's not where we are right now. But so. I'm, I'm also saying that Rudy Ford would be a cheaper sign than Nixon. Uh, they're both also, cheap. Neither will cost a lot. Like, just right. But, but the, <laughs> so, the, in terms of one year wonders, the safety is always going to be cheaper than a corner. That's true. That's true. And if you if you want to lean on your strengths, I mean, there's a couple of years where the in-house, the the pro scouting department, whoever's in charge of finding these guys, like props to them. They, they know what they're doing and maybe they'll continue to know what they're doing. Maybe they'll continue to find like unheralded guys off other people's teams. Yeah. Or, well, or you know, what the Packers should do is just take every third round pick and beyond and then just trade them away and then <laughs> only draft off of other people's practice squads. Yeah. By the, like by the way, uh, this is now the Devin Aromish new part of the show. Um, the the week <laughs> the week after the sex boat scandal, the uh, the Vikings got absolutely annihilated by the by the Bears, twenty eight to three, and that was a Dante Culpepper Vikings team. So you know, Oof. pretty good. Um, it was a Kyle Orton Bears team, <laughs> and uh, they were powered by Thomas Jones' 89 yards on twenty three carries and two touchdowns. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, stuff. It was rough. I do love me a good Kyle Orton story. Yeah. Just the, Tw- you six, guys know how sixteen Kyle... of twenty five for one hundred and seventeen yards in that game. In, do you guys know how Kyle Orton retired? Uh, with a beard soaked full of Jack and Coke, I assume. So he was he was on the podium and was like, "Oh, hey guys, I forgot something in my locker," and then left the stadium and <laughs> never came back. Wow. <laughs> Nice. Uh, it's not as baller as the guy who retired at halftime. I forget. <laughs> also, uh, a bill. Yeah, Kyle Orton did it as a bill. It was a, 
not Tredavious White. It was uh, it's a name like that though. It was it was a good corner, and I, yeah, I'm blanking. On He's just was. like, nah, I'm out, <laughs> and he 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 stayed out. Um, old man, old man on a bike in Sherlington with yes. us again. I'm an old man on a bike who thinks he posted his question a few hours ago, but it seems to have disappeared. This old man could also just be confused. I continue to be impressed by the speed of Watson, who I'm fairly confident could outrun me on a bike, although probably not a cursed e-bike. What's the ceiling for Watson or Dubs? Uh, we we've talked about Watson. We think he's a star, but man, Romeo Dubs getting back like he practiced last week. He ended up being inactive for this game. He's missed four straight. I like this is an interesting possibility here if romeo dubs can can actually kind of get back off the injury and, and live up to that potential you've got him and watson at full capacity now like i don't know like you could see that working you could see them winning a bunch of games you could. down the stretch i mean you're i think your ceiling for watson is tyreek hill with moss ability yeah i think like, like i agree with that ability. I, I literally think it's it's basically moss is the ceiling on, on jesus watson. christ well so like i've made a lot of moss jokes so here, here's a fun fact about randy moss Randy Moss caught a touchdown on 24% of his catches his rookie year. Yeah. Uh, Christian Watson has caught a touchdown on 30% of his catches his rookie year. That is correct. Future Hall of Famer. I'm not kidding about that. Just every time he catches the ball, he might house it. That's that's Randy Moss. That's the Moss. Moss's better hands. But other than that, that's the skill. So, yeah. I think Dobbs, really quick, Dobbs ceiling, I think, is kind of like drivery. Um, like a a very very good but maybe not super great receiver. Um, and that's I think kind of his game as well. He's not a a he's he's an okay deep threat, but he's oh, definitely okay. in. Uh, well, he, I would he, say Dobbs Dobbs was gonna be like to me. He's like Tyler Lockett, where every couple of years, if Dobbs lives up to his ability, every couple of years someone's gonna write an article that's like, hey, what about Romeo Dobbs? Dobbs? Yeah, okay. Like in the exact same way that they write about Tyler Lockett, like that's that's what I see. Lockett is a actually a very high ceiling he is excellent so i'm i'm down for that right but like do you see but like a a um a high ceiling but unheralded yeah Dr. Hillbilly asks, it appears the Packers are going to let Aaron Rodgers play more games despite their need to see Jordan Love play complete games. <laughs> it's true down the roster as well. Read over Wyatt, Watkins over Toure, etc. Why not evaluate the young players in a lost season and who is making these? Presumably wrongheaded, but maybe you'll tell me otherwise decisions. <laughs> Matt LaFleur is making those decisions. <laughs> yes. And uh, some of them are wronger than others. Yes, that is definitely true. But I do think that until they're until their goose is cooked and they're dead dead for the playoffs, they're going to go with their their comfortable lineup and their veterans who know stuff to try and get there. So that's that's it. That's why they're doing it, right or wrong. Until their goot is cooked. Yes, until their goot is cooked. Also, I will say Sammy Watkins does suck horribly, but in his defense, uh, he did have a very nice block on the yeah, Christian it. Watson touchdown. And, and he had a half-hearted block and then started celebrating. And then party, yeah, like partying, like he <laughs> like he erased the guy. It's like, yeah, that's me, baby. That's me. Yep. So, so the guy that the guy that Sammy Watkins blocked is the closest person to Watson in the end zone. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> You're not so wrong. Sammy's like, Sammy's like, I barely got in that guy's way. There's no way he's catching him. Go, go, go. It's so true. Oh, it's so true. Patrick Detmer says, Paul, thanks for the inspiration for this question because of a Halloween tweet a few weeks oh, yeah? ago. Okay. I'm intrigued. If you had to compare yourself or someone from the Packers roster coaching staff or front office to a character from the Homestar <laughs> Runner web series, who would it be and why? Myself or someone from the Packer roster? Um, 
Uh, let's see. Um, I should have thought about this one in advance. Um, <laughs> this is a really good question, and I feel right, like it's so an while you're thinking, mini pod. Yeah. While you're thinking, I I have very little relationship with Homestar Runner. I was not into this. I was in college. I had other interests at the time. Um, but I do remember. I think it's Strong Bad. Is that a character? Yes. He uh, they, <laughs> they, he was thinking of a party theme, and he's like, for the theme for your next frat party, how about you have the theme frat party? <laughs> Everybody sitting around playing guitar, wearing khaki pants. <laughs> your your strong bat's time, really good. Every time is, I see really Jim good. Harbaugh, every time I see Jim Harbaugh in his khaki <laughs> pants, I think khaki pants. <laughs> okay, so on, I think Aaron Rodgers is strong bad. I was gonna say marzipan. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. I was the reason I say strong bad is strong bad is uh, very into himself. True, true. He he. he is the straw that stirs the drink also true for better or for worse yeah um but also can make things go awry very terribly yeah that's... do you think strong bad has opinions on 9-11 or vaccines <laughs> i do i do <laughs> yes i mean <laughs> we're, we're talking about someone who has boxing gloves for hands and installed a secondary light switch so his pikachu looking sidekick can turn the lights on and off i guess uh <laughs> strong strong mad for rashad gary maybe <laughs> No, Why? strong mad would be, would be like. See, that's the thing is they don't really have like a, like a like a like a big stupid, like T.J. Like, Slayton. I, I guess yeah, like like T.J. Slayton's just like a whole lot of dude, and that's what he does, and that's kind of what strong mad does. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, Zach Tom is home star. Um, yes, he's, he, he's a fantastic <laughs> athlete, but he's real thin, and uh, yeah. Okay, and then Coach Z would be Bisaccio? Joe Joe Barry Joe Barry. Oh, Joe Barry. Coach Barry sucks. Yeah, that's the best one. That's the answer. <laughs> Coach Z is Joe Barry. Mesa, you're there, strong. Because Coach Z sucks and Joe Barry sucks. So <laughs> I don't know I'm, str- I'm strong. Sad. Sad. Just that's obviously my my thing. So uh, all yeah. right, K time seven. Go watch old Homestar Runner. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. Not me. K time seven says I own Green Bay Packers stock. Packers have Aaron Rodgers under contract. Aaron owns the Bears by the transitive property. <laughs> do I own the Bears? Yes, you do, as do Congratulations. I. Congratulations. Well done. Brian Ziegler, do we actually believe that Matt has total control over his staff? Because I think we can all smell that pasture. Well, Ryan, I don't have a staff, so I don't. <laughs> Jesus. You could have gone a different way with that, fortunately. But um, I, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I I feel like he does. I, don't I feel like he does as much as any coach does. I mean, you have to provide a certain amount of autonomy. Like, if you if you don't like what your defensive coordinator is doing, yes, you can just take over defensive coordinating. But Matt Lafleur doesn't do that, and I'm sure that he has had conversations with Joe Barry. He he mentions angrily in 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 post game press conferences that uh, things went against what he wanted, and so I know he does that kind of thing. So, I, I think he's all right on that. Um, we're moving to Twitter questions. There's a really good one coming up. Jonathan Deal, though, he, uh, not, no shade, Jonathan Deal, always a great question. How long will the Packers be the all-time NFL wins leader? We expect a few years down for the rebuild while the Bears seem to have a dynamic quarterback to build around. Was this only a temporary record? All records are temporary. And, uh, uh, yeah, the Bears, the Bears won from 1920. It was, was doomed to fail at some point. And yep. all these decades later, here it is. <laughs> I'm just amazed at like when I saw the graphic of it, like how long the Giants were in the running. Yeah, I mean, it's just all it. T- you just got to be an old franchise. You just got to have. Yeah, the, I mean, the first reps. of all, there's it's, there's huge selection bias here. That's part one. Of yes. course. So you're always gonna have like there's only like eight teams that can 
do it yeah, in was, the first place. I was going to say seven. There was only seven. <laughs> well, because that's the thing is, like, some of the early franchises were terrible. Yeah. Like, the Steelers weren't good, and neither were the Eagles. Nope. And the quality of play in these years, like, we're talking about backyard football for several years here. So, you know, I don't know. It's 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 kind of meaningless. But everybody, I th- you know, I feel like as much as that was touted after the game, everybody understood. You know, it was with some tongue in cheek. Yeah. I, I think everybody understands it. But it is funny that the, that they've slowly but surely caught the Bears through the uh, through the last couple decades here, and mm-hmm. I, I think they'll build up a little bit of a cushion here this year yet because I don't know if I expect the Bears to win any more games. Maybe the Packers get one or two more. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> uh, all right, so they'll lose it sometime next year. Is what you're saying? Uh, yes, Maybe. that's exactly what I'm saying. All right, Aaron Alice, uh, who is one of my favorite Twitter follows. Uh, the uh, the tag is hero- heroine. I don't know if I'm uh, pronouncing that right. If I'm missing, I, how to I believe it. it's pronounced heroin, but it's it's spelled different. All right, very good. Uh, she asks, "Would you rather be itchy for the rest of your life or sticky for the rest of your life?" <laughs> this this <laughs> is probably aimed at me because I'm the I do the horrible "Would you rather" questions. Yes, um, I would rather be sticky for the rest of my life. Because I feel like that would bother everyone else and not me. I feel like so. I, I know she caveated this later on in the thread with uh, the limitations on your ability to eliminate the stickiness. But I still go sticky. Like being itchy would just be obnoxiously horrible forever. And I feel like even if you have to be technically sticky, there's ways to deal with that. Like you can out clever stickiness. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and that I mean, not, neither's good. But that's the answer. Just wear gloves all the time. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I would choose itchy to be honest. Really, sticky, what? sticky would bo- it, it bothers me so much to okay. have sticky hands, sticky anything. Um, itchy. If you scratch it, you have. I mean, it might come back, but you know, it's satisfying for a little bit, right? So uh, I don't know. <laughs> but see, I, in in my mind, the perma itchy means that you would never reach be even, able to satisfy it even yes, a little even bit. the modicum of satisfaction. All right, I'd rather be itchy. <laughs> uh, I don't know who asked this question. It disappeared. Oh, yeah. We don't have a name on this question. Oh, That's interesting. I'll go find it while you ask the question. All right. So I'm going to skip to the next one then. Reed, Reed Wolski. Does anyone else in the anyone else want the NFL to clean up offensive alignment? There's supposed to be seven players on the line of scrimmage. I understand letting the tackles off the line, uh, but oh, no. But off offline Sorry, eligible players <laughs> should be deeper than the tackles. I think this is partially related to last week's observation of the Eagles' right ta- right guard looking in a lot for the silent snap count, um, and which had a big discussion because I asked it because I don't know about line play and APC slack, and everybody was kind of like, yeah, everybody does this because you need to be able to do it to do a silent count, but it definitely is something that you kind of you stretch a little bit on the rules because people are moving that are supposed to be set um, all the time, and uh, I don't care that much is my answer. But I think we could get to a point where this is abused pretty significantly. So um, I, I, it's never bothered me. Maybe it start will start to now that I know it's there. But uh, it, it uh, it's the kind of thing you could definitely use to your advantage and push on. So yeah. All right, Ryan asks, what are we going to do with the cap situation? Keep kicking the can and pushing money into the future years, or cutting players? I mean, they're always going to be kicking the can to some degree. Yes. Yeah, they, they have to to some degree they can't all they can't fix it all in one year um, but at some point they're going to just be bad for a year and they'll let as much of that cap hit them as possible that year and then they'll do it probably for one more year and then kind of reset and go from there that that's how that's going to work as soon as they can't win that's what will happen are there examples that you know of of any teams that have sort of the the bill came due 
And then they were good anyway. Like they got a couple random performances. I mean, have, have any team? I actually think that the the Saints are close to that. Yes. If Jameis Winston this, would have stayed healthy, I think they would be that. The Saints were in cap hell every year for the last ten years. Like, like they are the definition of cap hell. Ever since Drew Brees got paid a whole lot of money, and I never understood how they continued to like in the race they are sort of paying the piper now um they they are limited and that's why they can't fix a lot of their problems but um and they're not good but they're, they're not that bad they keep yeah. managing to field competitive teams yeah and they really were just a tom brady sequence monday night away from kind of being tied for first in that in that division you yeah. know that division is crap but like that's the other thing like the nfc north doesn't you know they 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 could have a down year where everybody sucks, and then the Packers just happen to be the best of what's around. They've they've done that before. You know they went eight seven and one one year and made the playoffs. You could see that happening, I guess, but that's that's obviously relying on a lot of things that are yeah. out of their control. All right, Discord questions. Major Mosley asked, "Would it be possible to trade Rodgers in the off season? What would be the cap implications of doing so? And would they need this? Uh, would they need his buy off? I assume he means sign off on okay. a trade. We've talked about this before yeah. that no ma- no matter what happens, they could trade him." They could trade him, and it doesn't matter. A massive bill will come due, and they will. It, it will hurt them no matter what. I, the big... I believe. Well, I was gonna say, I believe that part of it is they could do a restructure that would allow the new team to take on a large portion of his cap hit. Um, partially, yes, salary wise, that's true. Uh, more than anything, the biggest problem the Packers have is they can't trade him before June first, um, mm-hmm. yeah. and and have any reasonable um, cap scenario occur. And as everybody you know knows listening, the draft occurs before June first, which makes it impossible to trade Aaron Rodgers for current draft picks. You can trade him post June first for future draft picks. That's kind of your best case scenario. Yeah, but you'd still it would still I wonder cost if, a ton in the short term. It would cost a ton, yeah. It would it would accelerate um quite a bit. I think it would be forty million next year. Uh, you would not have the option, so it would not be the $60 million the following year, but it would be a lot of money, yes. Also, I, I wonder if it would be possible to have like a handshake, wink-wink, nudge-nudge agreement where it's like, okay, we give you a sixth and a seventh, and you give us two firsts <laughs> and two seconds and a third, and then we will also give you Aaron Rodgers for a sixth swap in the future or something like that. <laughs> is that is that against the rules explicitly? Probably, but I don't know. It's we just haven't seen it done. Yeah. So it makes me feel like there's some stipulation on that can't happen. I don't know. Uh Chris twenty twenty asks, I was really hoping to see Tipa Tipa come back. Typical <laughs> you and Justice. You are the only two people who wanted Big to fans. See. Yes. Yeah. Uh Tipa has quietly just not been reactivated off IR. Uh Caleb Jones, who went on had an illness, had mono, and then It was mono. Weeks, so we we yeah. oh my god, it was the it was the mystery illness for the longest time. Several weeks he disappeared on the on the non uh, non injury list, like the the illness. It's not the illness list. I can't. I'm drawing a blank. N- on what NFI called. non football yeah, injury non football injury list. He has still not been activated off of the NFI, even though Mono has been cleaned up and he's around practice and stuff. But like, just you know, some creative rostering. Like, eh, we don't maybe need him, and we don't want him to take up a 53. So you know, well, maybe they're afraid he's going to kiss people in celebration. <laughs> that would, you you never know. All right, uh, C. Hutler says, "I guess I'm an old man on a bike in Portland who hates running <laughs> quarterbacks." Okay, uh, you know that you're a great uh, a great commenter slash uh, 
you know, question poster. If people, if you have now your own, like uh, your own parody, <laughs> I love how, but I love how it's in the, in the, the discord. So it is a free parody of a paid Patreon person. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. He's uh he's an old man on a bike in Portland who hates running quarterbacks. After watching the hurt Jalen put on our defense and listening to Collinsworth talking about his new breed of quarterback who runs and magically doesn't get hurt, it had me wondering if there's any data around uh. or quarterbacks who are frequent runners but pri- versus primarily pocket passers. I would expect to see some difference in efficiency and lifespan if that data exists. I have to imagine if you're using your quarterback to run frequently, they're statistically more likely to get injured. Or maybe I'm just I'm just an old man in Portland who's been burned by nimble quarterbacks so frequently that I simply harbor resentment against them and want the game to stay the same as it ever was. Do, do you know who wrote about this question in, uh, in his book <laughs> about the be? science of football? Could it be Tyler Brook? Tyler Brook did. wrote a book. And Tyler Brook wrote a book. And I would tell you what he would conclude, but I have not read this chapter yet. Oh, no. <laughs> I, okay, I, so I, I, sk- I skimmed to it, but I haven't I haven't finished it. So I, I, I can tell you this. Okay. Uh, there is no statistical evidence that running quarterbacks are hurt more really? than pocket quarterbacks. I'm surprised that. And in fact, they appear to be hurt less. Really? That's yes. fascinating. That is that is what the data shows. Huh. In, in terms of, I, I believe it was like missed starts due to injury is the statistic that he used. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I believe uh, tr- traditional pocket passers actually get hurt more than dual threat quarterbacks. Huh. Yeah. That so really go read Tyler's book. Me. I don't want to completely give it away. Yeah. I was just trying to think of examples off the top of my head on who well, running he, quarterbacks he, are. And like when he was writing the book, he posted all of his research in the Slack chat. Yeah. That's the only reason that ah. I remember off the top of my head because I have random computer brain moments because michael vick wasn't actually hurt that much when he was playing he just got suspended for fighting dogs um steve young did not get hurt a ton joe montana in fact got hurt way more than he did um let's see who else is a good running i wonder too because blindside hits i feel like probably you know when your body can't anticipate the hit that that feels like and and i'm just spitballing here as a possible thing here when you when your body can't anticipate the hit you're more likely to suffer serious injury so I wonder if, as a running quarterback, you keep the field, you know, the, the damage in front of you, you're more likely to to endure. I don't know. Yeah, Lamar we'll has Roger missed says, time, but not a ton. Roger says that's why he's on his toes the whole time, so then that way when he gets hit, he gets decleated instead of, like, sticking into the ground. Smart. Yeah. All right, interesting. Okay, well, I guess I'll read that tonight so that I can actually... Yeah, so, so read... <laughs> read Sorry, Tyler. Tyler Brooke wrote a book, uh, Science of Football, and get back to us. That sounds awesome. That's it, though. We're, We're done. done. We're done. Um, all right. Uh, JR, any plugs? I don't know. Uh, I I always come to this question, and I never actually <laughs> never never know. <laughs> um, I, I did write something a little bit about Oklahoma State, the team that the Badgers football team is going to be playing, but I don't think that that posted yet as of Tuesday night. Uh, just some you know some some notes. Mike Gundy, the I'm I'm a man. I'm forty guy, is the head coach of Oklahoma State. He is the third longest tenured coach in FBS. Uh, FBS football at the moment uh, and really just like a few weeks behind the guy at Utah. So he's basically tied for second. Uh, he is still there, has been there since 2005. They have uh, they have a really good team coming into the year, but they've just been decimated by injuries and their quarterback has transferred and a bunch of other things. So uh, they also had a 32 year old punter who uh, <laughs> was it who got Sinbad? Hurt. No, uh, no, it wasn't football. Um, that's the only necessary roughness reference I could come up with off the top of my head, Kathy Ireland. But uh, 
the uh no he was tom hutton i think his name is but i shouldn't even say that out loud because i don't remember but he got hurt midway through the year and just was like forget it i'm out uh i'm gonna start a family with my wife because we're 32 years old but um but yeah so uh so that there's some interesting stuff if if you're into badger football obviously the jim leonard story is on our on our website various (laughs) various go check that out oh my gosh and uh, uh other than that you know tiebreakers i'm interested in we talked about that a little bit as, as far as it relates to the Packers, uh, Brewers, winter meetings, there's a lot going on at jsonline.com. We, we got news today that our editor in chief, George Stanley, is retiring and like soon at the end of the year, he'll be he'll be done in at the end of the calendar year, uh, which caught us all by surprise. Very few people knew about this. And uh, so there is a story up at jsonline.com. If, if you care, you may not care about the behind the scenes stuff or whatever, but but I encourage you to read it. George Stanley, very, very awesome, in my opinion. Very good to work with. Awesome boss good to me personally and uh and i am absolutely gonna miss him uh he was he's a great great dude and a really truly like is a true believer in journalism and and its assets and and how to preserve it and and, like really really believes that stuff i mean i mean i believe it too but like he he's just truly you know a crusader for good journalism and and we're really gonna miss him that's all i got cool yep go check that out matt anything for you jr i'm unsure if you plugged this in the past but the daily briefing at JS Online. Yeah, the com. newsletter. Yeah, I write that on Thursdays and uh, shows up on Friday. The the one that I write is on Friday mornings. Yeah. So I, even though I have not ever lived in Wisconsin, <laughs> subscribe to the daily briefing awesome. from the from JSonline.com. Um, I, like for example, I'm looking at yesterday's right now. It'll be cloudy with a high near 41 today. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie Carson. That has nothing to do with <laughs> no. I'm glad, I'm glad that you subscribe. We have a lot of people who subscribe from out of the area who just want to keep up, yeah. you know, you know, passively keep up with what's going on in the Milwaukee area. So we try, well, we try I'm, to have some fun with it. I have become infatuated with Wisconsin girls volleyball. <laughs> well, it's awesome. Why? They're so good. Oh, you mean the women's volleyball? You University of Wisconsin, yes. University of Wisconsin women's volleyball. They're so good. They're the number one seed. They will play Thursday, Saturday here this weekend. And if they, if they win, they'll go back to, I believe it's a... Fourth straight, final four, mm-hmm. national reigning national champion. They are uh, they are indeed very very good. They so, are. Marquette amazing. is having a great year too. Yeah. The Marquette women, they play this weekend as well. They have to face the top seed Texas, but uh, but you never know. It's uh, it's a good yeah. time. Stuff happens. All right, thank At- you, Matub. I appreciate you subscribing. <laughs> good work, Matub. Um, uh, as for me, um, my recap of the Bears game is up with Shepard Express. This weekend, I wrote a retrospective on sports fashion because I have a bunch of Sears Christmas catalogs that I got because the Sears headquarters in Chicago is clearing out all its merch. Um, and uh, it's pretty good. It has the introduction of Zubas for the first time. It uh, has a short-lived part of the 80s where grown men wore NFL-emblazoned sweatsuits with Snoopy on the front. It's a... Uh, it's a good time. Go check it out. It's 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 uh it's great, um and uh, I will have a game at Acme Packing Company. I believe on Thursday because I have to edit it and I'm tired right now. Uh, called uh, Big 12's H2 Woe, which is starts out as an RP or sorry RP Woe starts out as an RPO simulator where you have to make the right call on the RPO, and devolves into something much different. So keep an eye out for that. Anyway, that'll do it for us. We'll be back, well, next week with some nonsense for the bye week. And uh, enjoy rooting for a bunch of teams to lose this week. I could stand you waiting.